Hi. Hey, Lou. How's it going? Hi. It's all right. How about you? Pretty good. Yeah. What are we doing our introduction? Um. Yeah, that is Rachel. And that's Becky. I said that and really sassy. You did. You were like very sassy about it. It made me feel sassy. Good. Good. I'm yeah. glad. And this is Chardonnay and DNA. Yep. Um, minus the Chardonnay today. I when I when I'm doing a story, I don't like to be drinking because I feel like I'm not like <laughs> I'm not I'm not clear. And I'm I just feel like by the end I'm like blah, blah, blah. <laughs> That's fair. Sometimes there are stories you need to drink through oh, though. <laughs> for sure. But this one I'm really excited about and sweet. It's not super heavy, so like I don't I don't need to be drunk for it. But Awesome. Yeah, but sometimes you do. That is very true. Yeah. Yeah. What do you got for me? <laughs> Let me just tell you real quick. Yeah. <laughs> Last week, I drank so much wine. Really? Because of the election. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I, by, uh, by Friday, I was done with two bottles. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. It, it, I was, I drank so much wine and i just let myself do it because i'm like this is not typical of me to drink this much wine but this is purgatory and yeah you just have to do what you have to do yeah yeah no that makes sense i mean i uh i did not drink a lot of wine because i just figured it would put me in a very stressed yeah you downward spiral you you get more that way drinking yeah I don't. Yeah. I just get numb and sleepy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which I wish that was what happened to me, but no, I get like existential crisis mode for some reason. Oh my god, fuck that! No, I wouldn't drink like either. when I'm already depressed and drinking. You know what I mean? Like, yes. And um, last so. week was the longest four days of my life. So last week felt like a fucking decade. It sure did. I can't believe it was just last week. I can't either. So, yeah. I uh, I saw this thing that tr- Trump said some bullshit about <laughs> him winning the popular vote and that he should be president. And I he literally tweeted something along the lines of that. And I almost commented, if that was the case, Hillary would have been our president, you dumb motherfucker. But I didn't. So. It, sir, and the fact that you didn't win the popular vote. You didn't. You didn't win shit. And I right? love that all like, these people. The last I checked, he did not win the popular vote. <laughs> no, but he kept saying he did. And I was just like, that. if that's how that worked, then you wouldn't have even been our president, you dumb shit. But he's such a goddamn also, idiot. Just your reminder that land does not vote and people do. So, you know, if a state looked like it was really, really fucking red and then only a couple places were blue, that's because those places had a fuck ton of people. And the red places, like, hillbilly fucking usa that mostly voted for him there's like you know 100 people in a fucking town so just keep that in mind exactly well that's how that's how pa pulled it out of our asses because we literally have like bubbles like little bubbles of blue but it overpowered the rest of the state right right i didn't expect that at all i thought for sure this goddamn state would let me down yeah i mean i was really ready for it and then then it didn't happen. Yeah. So thanks. Thanks for not making me hate living here even more, Pennsylvania. I appreciate not, it. Like ruining our lives. Yeah, Pennsylvania. Because we all fucking expected it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So so yeah, now we just have to deal with him being an idiot and not conceding like a fucking man baby, because that's what he is. Oh my god. I'm just it's really funny. You know, 
Go ahead. Sorry. Well, I just have this like sense of calm. Like I still keep seeing like some people haven't like tucked their tails between their legs and took taken yeah. down their signs. So now when I see it, I just feel this giddy. At first, it's like a giddiness. Like I'm like ah, <laughs> and then it's just this sense of calm because I'm like I don't fucking care anymore. Well, you know what? I saw this thing and it it finally made me realize why I can't stand Trumpians and trumpets or whatever the fuck you want to call them. Idiots. Oh, you just realized? <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I know why, but like it was just another layer of me understanding why I hate them so much. Okay. Because they literally worship him like a god. They have yes. merchandise for him that they have like i'm sorry i don't give a fuck who i vote for for president i'm not wearing a fucking shirt with his name written across it i'm not flying a flag of him in my fucking like that's weird right like the fact that they wear merch for their president it's, is fucking it's weird. super weird and it's the fact it's that it's, it's really culty and it's like you people don't just have one sign in their yard they have five signs a flag a like a bumper sticker whole ass shrines there are shrines near my house yes like and i i say that fully shrines like you would put up to like fucking mother mary to trump near my house if they just had one sign i still think they're fucking assholes but you know what i mean like okay but it's it's like it's a normal admiration for and support for a politician it's not like this weird ass like yeah, this like weird ass cult, like almost religious mentality over him. There was a fu- like TikTok went nuts, and thankfully I don't get a whole lot of Trump TikTok because like I don't like Trump anything. So like the algorithm worked for me there. But like there was like a kid, I mean not a kid, but a teenager who fucking literally grabbed his Trump flag and like covered himself in it like a fucking cocoon like a blanket that they give you when you have a house fire you know what i mean and he's like crying and like (laughs) then you see like the tears were delicious by the way and then you see like the caption it was like uh something like i'm so sorry we let you down sir and um (laughs) like the best four years of my life are gone now and i'm like buddy if that was the best four years of your life i'm so fucking sad for you Ew, oh my like, god get a fucking yeah, like hobby or like right? like it's and then there was another one that i thought i had somehow made it onto trump tiktok but really it was he was it was a guy who's like i just don't understand why you didn't vote for trump i mean he's like my dad like, don't, don't you like my daddy don't you, why don't you like my daddy? I'm what? so upset. Why don't you like my daddy? And it was the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen. Oh, it was seen. like, it was a joke? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was like a I real thought, thing. No, at first I thought it was because he he, sound, he started out super serious and he was like, you know, Trump Trump is like a father figure to me and, you know, and I just don't understand why you wouldn't vote for him and, and why, why don't you like my daddy? And he got like younger and younger as you watched <laughs> the fucking video and I was almost pissed and laugh and it was so funny it's really yeah it's super gross though like i okay when i went to the polls to vote because i didn't i didn't trust mail in blah 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 yeah um there was this fucking guy with a a sweatshirt on of trump and trump is like pulling open his shirt to reveal like a superman outfit yeah i don't 
He didn't even fucking do anything. Like, I can't. That's what I don't like. What exactly do you think he did? I just don't. Gave you room to be a racist redneck fuck. That's all he did. It's so, so. It, it's so gross and so weird. And he cannot get the fuck out soon enough. Yeah. Yeah. I'm loving all these. Uh, I guess Joe Biden legit played like, uh, you're going to lose your job. <laughs> like it's like a like some rap song i've never heard of it like bitch you about to lose your job yeah <laughs> and i was like this this is amazing like <laughs> that, that was that was uh kamala's idea that, oh yeah absolutely absolutely and i don't i don't care i was totally here for it either oh, I, i'm <laughs> definitely here for it but i'm here to say that was her fucking idea because i don't oh, think yeah. i don't <laughs> i can't imagine biden like no like, no but hey whatever i don't care who did it yeah. as long as it's done yeah and, and you know just don't fucking worship your the president like no, there's no because there that's what's weird it's so weird it's gross yeah. and weird and yeah Oh, yeah. Don't be a lunatic. Yeah. Yep. So there we go. That was our political corner for the fucking day. Yeah. You know what? I don't. Yeah. Uh, I don't care. That's the way it is. And fuck Donald Trump. Eat a bag of dicks if you don't like it. Yeah. Fuck Donald Trump. Oh, I just I love to play that song and drive past the Trump house. It's like one of my favorite hobbies. I mean, yeah, if you guys didn't all know, uh, there's a Trump house very close to Rachel. I think we've re- referenced it before, but... Yeah, it's literally a shrine to the man. It, it's like a 10-foot-tall statue of Trump. Yep. Yeah, it's disgusting. And I'm pissed because they're so rich that instead of giving someone a house to live in, they just built a house... Like, not built. They bought that house and just sell merchandise for Trump out of it. Are they, I wonder if they're going to keep doing it. I hope not. That would be so, that would be just, that would just kind of be like funny and sad. <laughs> oh, it would. You, you should have seen the lines of people that went there every day. It made me want to throw up. Oh my God. Gross. Like I'm, I'm talking legit lines. They'd wait in hours in lines. And I was like, <laughs> wow, get a fucking life. Anyway, what's your icebreaker? Let's talk oh. about fun things. Okay. Yes. Um, mine's just silly. I just made it up because I, and I was, I wanted like a themey like Thanksgiving uh icebreaker and here's what i came up with okay. if you were a thanksgiving food which one would you be and why here's mine while you think and do you have any questions no i have mine oh you do yeah <laughs> okay what's yours <laughs> sweet potato casserole okay why um because it's literally a dessert made out of potatoes true with like marshmallows on top marshmallows and brown sugar and i make a really fucking amazing one like that's mm. the one thing that i can make yeah um and yeah i would be sweet potato casserole because i could i just fucking love it i, I can down a whole casserole by myself and i shouldn't but i want to every day okay so mine is more based on like a personality trait it's not like my favorite one it definitely isn't it's actually one of my least favorites but here it is mine is stuffing I was literally about to say stuffing, and I'm not even kidding. For me? <laughs> yes! Oh my god, why? Wait, what? I don't know. I was gonna make some kind of fucking joke about, like, I, I don't, it popped in my head, like, some kind of fucking joke about, like, it's really fucking good when it's, like, freshly made and, like... <laughs> And then, like, it ends up when it's like it dries out, like you're just kind of like, eh. <laughs> wait, that was but, gonna be my reasoning. It's like you think you don't, you think you don't like it, and it looks kind of gross. 
but then, right right but then like you but then you eat it and you're like oh wait this is kind of good yeah. like, I, feel like- and I, don't, I mean that in no way as a reflection of you oh, but I for some it. reason i mean no it as i just on me because i feel like i'm just like I'm kind of like misunderstood like okay one of my best friends recently told me like just in the last few months she's like when I first met you I thought you were a bitch oh my god that's so funny (laughs) so I just feel like you know it might be kind of an acquired taste it might be kind of surprising but just once you start it's not bad (laughs) I was literally just gonna say it for the lulls like I didn't actually mean it as a reflection of you in any way I just thought it was funny (laughs) oh no I did (laughs) that's funny so okay i can't i mean i don't know what i'd have as a reflection of me maybe cranberry sauce because you're bitter i <laughs> fucking love and i love cranberry sauce oh, too. too do you like the smooth kind or the uh kind with the berry like the actual cranberries the, the smooth kind oh i like the chunky i see i don't like it's a texture thing for me mm, i love that shit i don't like that's why i can't eat like chocolate chip cookies with nuts in them i can't do it brownies with nuts i gag I gag on the oh, nuts. You did t- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Did you purposely say I was that? Wa- yeah, I was waiting for you to say it after I said I gag when I eat nuts. <laughs> and you know what? I don't care who you are. Like nut jokes are funny. They're hilarious. They're hilarious. And if you're if you try to tell me like, oh, that's not funny or that's ugh, how immature, I'll be like Suck on these yeah. nuts. <laughs> that shit's uh, hilarious. Yeah, but but yeah, probably cranberry sauce because it's like really bitter, but then like you learn to like really like it and eventually it's sweet after a while. Exactly. Like, ex- yes. Yeah. It's, that, it's that good bitter. It's that bitter that you yeah. live for. Yes. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. We figured that it out. That was good. That was Thank cute. You. I like that. Thanks. Yeah. Um, so I have probably the most important correction of my life that I've ever made on this show. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. When I was researching, when I was researching for the Mothman, Uh um, I wanted to tell you about the things that came up when I was researching the Mothman and I didn't, I forgot to put it in the episode last week and it's quality stuff. Okay. So i literally googled mothman dna and the second fucking thing that comes up in that search is mounting the mothman and it is an (laughs) alien sex book (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) and literally let me just i just want to read you the uh the fucking caption about what mounting the mothman oh my god is about so that you can all so you can all go out and buy it your local his mouth almost looks like a weird vagina in this picture, but okay. <laughs> um, okay. You ready? It's going to be real dramatic. The Mothman has returned to Point Pleasant, West Virginia, and he wants Amy Rush and is willing to trade a sample of his DNA for the coupling. The military hopes that they can isolate a precognitive gene within the Mothman's DNA so they can grant ESP to their soldiers. So they send Amy to service the extraterrestrial being. And it continues. Two problems. First, Amy doesn't like moths, and she really doesn't want to sleep with the Mothman. Second, the Mothman has his own nefarious reasons for wanting to sleep with Amy. Can she service the Mothman and escape with her life? Or will this be Amy's last fling? (laughs) This sounds like some weird ass fan fiction. (laughs) But it's published. (laughs) 
That's what? This get, is how did this bitch get published? But I can't get published. Can it? Wait, is it on Amazon? Yeah, it's the Alien Sex Chronicles, and this is volume four. So that means there are more volumes. What? There's also a ton of Bigfoot porn, just in case anybody was curious. Um, <laughs> there is pretty much porn for every living, like every cryptid. What is this called? Mounting the Mothman? Mounting the Mothman. I can't find it on Amazon. And then there's, I'll send it to you. And then there's a picture of her, like, legit in a bikini in front of this weird fucking moth creature that's, like, weird as fuck. I don't, I don't fucking know. Seriously, that sounds like some fucking weird ass fan fiction. Yeah, like, it, well, but just it's like Bigfoot, <laughs> fucking the Bigfoot. There's dinosaur porn. God damn, people are weird. Can we just fuck humans? I mean, do we have to fuck cryptids? I mean, no, apparently not. How can a cryptid even consent? I mean, okay, I'm sending it to you on Facebook because I'm on my computer and this is easier. Okay, let me see. But wait until, come on, you motherfucker. My computer's just being really slow because we're recording. Anyway, there you go. Um, yeah. <laughs> is that not great? It's only $7. It's $2.99 on Kindle. I can't believe it's printed on paperback. The alien... Ew, and that does not look like the Mothman. Doesn't his mouth look like a weird gaping vagina? Yeah, it looks like a gaping butthole. I just... But it's got, like, flaps. (laughs) So... (laughs) It does have some... does have some labia on there. But, like, yeah, I'm not kidding. There's, like, um... There's any kind of cryptid sex book you can think of. It's there. What is what are the other chronicles of this series? I'm not sure I want to find out. Mated to Mothman, here's another one. What? It oh. wasn't the second one that came up, but uh Anne is a dedicated graduate student doing field work for her thesis when she encounters a horrible Ew, creature from a local legend. Stop. <laughs> That's how you make it good, you know? Um sh- Ew, I can't. Her fevered state of arousal for her arousal for her insectoid captor. That is fucking bisexual moss man. Oh my god. Oh my god. This thing is four stars. Bisexual mothman mailman makes a special delivery in our butts. Um (laughs) what? Mounted by the Mothman and the men in black. Oh, okay. someone reviewed it. This actually has a good backstory to it. It's about two strangers, completely different species, falling in love. I was expecting something cheesy, but it had a good story. What? I can. Oh wait. Okay, hold on. I There's found. eleven reviews on the mounting the bisexual Mothman in our butts. <laughs> okay, wait. I found a- the Alien Sex Chronicles volumes one through five. Like I found like a picture of them, and I guess it comes like in a set. So, one is boffing Bigfoot. Oh my god. Okay. 50 Slaves of Greys, which oh looks god. like just the, your standard, like, alien, like... Yeah, yeah. Tall, white, and hung. <laughs> <laughs> what? the fuck? Mounting the Mothman, of course, and then ravaged by the reptilian. Nice. Oh, how much is the set? I can't. There's like so many Mothman books. I just found one called Fat for the Mothman. What the fuck? Okay. <laughs> oh, 
All I can't. Right. <laughs> anyway, but I can't believe people actually reviewed it and said it was a good book. Mm-hmm. Of the butthole one. <laughs> like, that's the one that's really fucking with me. Bisexual Mothman makes a special delivery in our butts. <laughs> what a fucking wordy title. Anyway. There you go. So that was the most important correction that I've ever made on this show. I'm really glad you did that. I don't think we could have survived if you didn't. <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, I really much. planned it for last week because I didn't think I had enough to make a long enough episode, but I did apparently. So. Wow. I think, I think I think just start a whole new podcast that is just you reading those stories in a very, like, in a very sensual voice. <laughs> There's someone out there that would love it. <laughs> I'll read it if they pay me. I mean, that there you go. I'm not here to kink shame. If that's your kink, I'll read it to you all damn day, but you're going to pay me. <laughs> I mean, I get it. <laughs> oh. I can't read that cringe for free. You can't. You can't. You've got to no. charge for that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, there's my my correction. Well, um, <laughs> on that note, <laughs> I, have, I have a more... Um, not i mean it's a serious like update but it's it's good so i just wanted to update everyone that uh as of oh i don't see it oh okay november 11th so just was literally oh god like literally yesterday i think it actually maybe came out like the day before when i saw it but purvis Payne is getting a reprieve for his scheduled execution date so um i did that story a few episodes back and it's about um Purvis Payne who was sentenced to the uh death penalty and was scheduled for his execution on December 3rd of this year um it, there's a lot of evidence that he did not commit this crime or at least he does have intellectual disabilities so there there should be protections in place that keep him from receiving this sentence um the innocence project is doing a lot of work on his case, but he has gotten a reprieve due to COVID. So um, that has been, the execution has been put off until April 9th of next year. That's great. So, I mean, I wish that the execution just wasn't put off and was just like. But it's good. But I, it's still progress. It gives time. It gives more time. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I, I it, it does bother me that it's like due to coronavirus, not <laughs> due to Yeah, like, not due to it yeah. being wrong but it's still time so um if you if anyone has any a couple bucks to you know donate um the innocence project is a great place to do that yeah absolutely well, um, that was a good update thanks much better than yours if i might if i, I if mean, i may yours was much more like positive <laughs> and relevant but if i'm gonna argue i think mine was better because it's fucking hilarious <laughs> no honestly yours was fantastic like it's very good god much better than fucking vagina lips mothman over there <laughs> getting people off on some weird shit <laughs> leaving a package in our butts <laughs> i can't i'm done I can't yeah oh, okay what do you got oh well, go ahead lauren so my friend lauren um texted me because she saw the like that the episode about mothman came out and she's like what does mothman have to do with dna and i was just like not a lot don't worry yeah not a lot <laughs> not a lot at all lauren you didn't miss anything i mean it's a good story but like the dna yeah. piece was like eh, it, it doesn't do much so <laughs> you didn't know nope. i literally said the word dna in that that was it yep 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 that was it 
Whoa. I mean, if you read Mounting the Mothman, there's plenty of DNA in there. Yeah, lots of but... Mothman jizz. So yeah. So anyway. Yeah. So what's your story this week? Oh, I'm super excited about it. Um, so I am doing the story. If you, if anyone has seen the volume two of Unsolved Mysteries that recently came out, this is from episode two called A Death in Oslo. Um, I'm really excited about it. So at first. At first, I was like, why is this on Unsolved Mysteries? Like, this just seems like just this. I mean, yeah, it's unsolved. But at first, I was like, this just seems like a death that isn't solved. Like, I don't know. It didn't seem special enough to be on it to me. But yeah, yeah. now that I've really learned more about it, it's it's pretty it's pretty fucking cool and intriguing. Um, So my sources are that episode. I actually I rewatched it uh, this morning so that I could... um use it for my research um i also used a lot of a quite a, a couple at least a couple screenrant.com articles and a refinery 29 article as well as a bustle article that will link in the notes okay oh, are you ready I'm ready. Okay. So on May 31st, 1995, a young woman named Jennifer Fairgate checked into the Oslo Plaza Hotel in room 2805, um, located in Oslo, Norway. 72 hours later, she was found dead by what initially appeared to be a suicide. Upon check-in, she provided her name, an address in Belgium, and paid in cash. She listed her birthday as 8-28-1973, which would have made her 21 years old at that time. It was soon learned that Jennifer Fairgate, which she had spelled as F-E-R-G-A-T-E on some of the hotel forms. So, like, she had different spellings of her last name, which... It, it, so they learned that this was a, um, a pseudonym, and the Belgian address that she provided didn't exist. Hmm. So on the hotel forms, the woman also signed in a uh, Louise Fairgate, um, a male, with her. Um, a witness saw a man with, uh, with I'm going to call her Jennifer, but that's obviously not her real name. But a witness saw a man with Jennifer, but it was never actually deemed certain that she had any company. So what really is weird about this is like they and they reference this in the articles and in the episode. The police did not like look through surveillance cameras. Hmm. And I don't, I don't fucking get that. Um, what the fuck? Yeah, super weird. So on June 3rd, a few days later, hotel staff um, had realized that the woman had not left a credit card on file with the front desk. And this, the the episode says that this was like a luxury hotel. Like, okay. they were, it was not some like trashy motel. Like it, it was, the security was tight and um, it was very, it was very f- fancy and elite and like, Famous people like royalty would stay there, so um, it was unusual that that a credit card wasn't left. And they they kind of have asked about that, and what it seems to be is a the the woman was just like, oh oh, I'll bring that, I'll bring that down later, and just never did. And she never did. Okay. Yeah. So security went up to her room to try to um, alert her to this, and you know get the information that the um, hotel was requesting. Uh, the room had a do not disturb sign hanging from the knob, and uh, this, but the security guards knocked. Then a gunshot was fired from inside the room. When security entered about 15 minutes later, once the guard got help, she was found dead with a gunshot wound to the forehead. 
It appeared that Jennifer had been the only person in the room. The door appeared to have been double locked from the inside. Um, She didn't have any toiletries, a purse, or a passport, and all the labels in her clothes had been removed. What the fuck? Yeah. And strangely, the clothes that they found were only for her top half, so like um, shirts, sweaters, but they didn't find anything for her bottom half, like pants, skirts. But... Okay. Isn't that that the weirdest thing? Yeah. So there was also a briefcase found, but it was only filled with 25 rounds of bullets. Okay. Upon inspection of the gun that was used, um, authorities found that the serial number had been removed with acid. And investigators did find evidence that the shower had recently been used. And there was also a bottle of men's cologne on the in the bathroom Um, okay which the the episode actually does not mention the men's cologne but the some of the articles that i read they 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 acknowledge that they're like the the uh document or the episode left this out but there was also this found but other than that there was nothing like she had nothing but these like weird labelless shirts um and this briefcase of bullets that's really weird super weird um, they found using like the key card data on the on her room key. Um, they f- they figured out that that she rarely left the room during her stay at the hotel. However, the data that they that they pooled um, did show that she left the room at one point and didn't return for twenty hours. It was a time gap of like one p.m. to like eight. Okay. Or no, I'm sorry, 8 a.m. 1 p.m. 8 a.m. So it was quite a long time that she just wasn't there. And then the, they interviewed the maids, and um, one of the maids made a statement claiming that during that time the room was found completely empty when they went in to clean it. So like she took all of her shit. I mean, yeah, and she didn't have that much, but yeah, it was totally empty as if no one. Right. Was there. I mean, all of her shirts, all of her shirts, and her bullet briefcase. <laughs> right. Yeah. So police obtained fingerprints. They found that like only there's only one person's fingerprints in there that um that, that they figured out belonged to her. Um so there's no other fingerprints in there. They ran them through Interpol, the um the system, you know, where they can run all that shit and figure out who people are, and nothing right. came back. Um, okay. Her her fingerprints were the only ones found, and um police found no information on this Louise Fairgate that was also checked in. Okay. Um, investigators searched missing persons records and found no family searching for the woman. Police kept her body one year before burying her in case any new information came out. But in 1996, they closed the case and buried the woman in an unmarked grave. Hmm. At this point, um, this this is kind of where the journalist from Unsolved Mysteries, he's really, he's, he's really sweet. He's just, he seems like he's interested in the story because like out of this like pureness, he's like, I believe every, everyone's life matters and she deserves to have like a name on her gravestone. Aww. Yeah. His name is Lars Christian Wegner. He gets involved because he's working on a piece about unidentified bodies and, and missing, missing persons. Okay. So. He went to the small town of Verlaine, Belgium. This was the town that was listed on the registration paperwork at the hotel as where the woman lived. Because they, they figure, like, there has to be some connection there. Why would you yeah. just pick that place? Right. 
So he took a sketch of the woman and the woman, how she looked in the sketch and kind of the reenactment was like thin black hair that was almost in sort of like a pixie cut. Um, Very pretty. Very like, like she dressed all in black, like very kind of very mysterious looking. Right. Okay. So, okay. He goes to Verlaine, Belgium, just to, with the sketch, just to see if like anyone recognizes her. Because this town was, it was, it was like a few thousand people and everyone knew everyone there. They even spoke with, during the episode, they spoke with the man that had been mayor at that time, like in the 90s. He's like, I've lived here all my life. I live in the same, he's like, I built a house right next to my parents. I have been here forever and I don't know that girl. So, and that was consistent. Like he even, uh, Lars, the journalist working on the case, consulted with a local journalist to try to find her and they couldn't find anything about her in this town. That's weird. Yep. So Lars consulted several forensic and criminal experts and they even restaged the night of Jennifer's death. They kind of dismissed this case at first. I mean, they did some looking into it, but they really, um, police really just thought it was a suicide. Well, right. Because I mean, like we literally talked about that, like people will go and use an alias and like go kill themselves in a motel room somewhere. Yeah. And that's kind of why I was like, why is this on here? Like, I feel like this is kind of happens all the time, but wait, there's more. (laughs) Yeah. So there's a lot of evidence against a suicide that makes a lot of sense. So they were like, why are there so many bullets in her briefcase? Like, if she intended to kill herself, like, why did she need 25 rounds of bullets? Yeah. And she also appeared, like, she was showered and, like, dressed as if she was ready to, like, go out. So it just didn't seem like a person... That's kind of odd. Like, if you're... uh, if you're gonna yeah. uh, die by suicide, like, you're really gonna shower, get dressed up. So it was very, it was very strange. She had, like, she had high-heeled shoes on. Like, she just didn't look like that was what the night was going to turn into. Right. Um, The gun was very powerful. They, they describe it as more of, like, an assault type of weapon. It was a handgun, but it was very powerful. And they even, like, um did, like, a... They, they kind of showed someone at a shooting range shooting it. It had a very heavy recoil, and the woman was really small. She was small, okay. very, like, small hands, small frame, uh, and the gun was found in her hand. So they, their argument is kind of like, it's such a heavy recoil, and then there's more about that, but it just didn't, it didn't make a lot of sense. When the body was found so the pistol was awkwardly very awkwardly gripped in her hand so if you imagine holding a gun what what finger is on the trigger my pointer finger right so hers was found with her thumb on the trigger how would you i mean sorry i'm like trying to like it's very awkward and it's very weird right yeah and especially with a gun with that much kickback yes you would be really loosely holding that gun, like, if you're pulling the trigger with your... Th- okay. And it was found, like, it, like if you look at it, they they referenced some evidence photos, and it was snugly, like, it was on her chest while she laid down. Like, it was, all, like, in her hand, like, resting on her chest. That's so weird. Okay. Um, it, And there was also, there was no blood on her hand, yet blood spatters were elsewhere in the room, but none on her hand. 
on the episode, okay. a forensic expert finds this very suspicious, and he even references a photo of what her hand should have looked like. So he he shows a photo of what the t- a typical hand looks like when it fires a gun like that, and it's like it's bloodied. It's it, it doesn't hers was in hers was completely clean. Wow. Yeah. So he does this this forensic expert. He's like uh, 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 she's he's like this could not have been a suicide. It's it's very unlikely. So, um, they believe that her body had been staged that way. There was, yeah, I mean, it's what it seems like. Exactly. Um, there were no signs of a struggle and her, the toxicology report that they had run at the time only tested for alcohol. So they kind of wondered if maybe she had been like unconscious or something like drugged, um, because there was no signs of fighting back. Huh. So so there was nothing in her system. There was just, they only tested for alcohol. Oh, not drugs. Okay. Didn't test, All right. Yeah, All right. they didn't test for any kind of like um roofies, anything like that. Okay. So Lars, the the journalist, he kind of poses like maybe this was some kind of drug smuggling, maybe this was like sex work that had gone badly. Um but then they bring up this badass dude. His name is Ola. Caldiger, Caldager. Um, he is a um, he's a Norwegian intelligence officer, and he believes that the woman had been an assassinated secret agent. He stated that removing clothing labels and serial numbers from guns are common practices in the line of work, so that items can't be like traced back to anywhere. What? Yeah. Um, okay. All right. Yeah, and he's very confident about it. So uh, supporting this idea is the fact that the attacker could have definitely gotten inside the double locked door because he's like that. He's like, that wouldn't have been a problem. Like the people, people after secret agents, they know how to get through a lock. He's like, that's that's not that's a non-issue. Like they would have known exactly how to do that. Uh, There was no balcony on on the on the uh, room so there's literally one point of entry only yeah the journalist he asked this agent he was like what do you think it could be if it were not an assassination because she was a secret agent and he's like i he's like i don't know what else it could be so he's he's extremely confident that this could have been what it was and i mean based on the labels <laughs> on the clothes the serial yeah. number i mean it being removed from the gun all that shit Ola provides further support for the woman being an agent. So he says at that 20-hour gap that she was gone from the hotel, it's kind of common for an agent to sort of have another place to go just in case something went badly. Okay. So he believes that she was kind of in her other location at that time. Okay. She should have stayed there, but... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, she should have. Yeah. And then he also goes on to say that the reason why family may not have been looking for her is because when someone dies or you know is killed in that line of work they kind of give the family some hush money they tell the family like you know your daughter died a hero here's money to help you live comfortably don't right. like keep quiet 
Oh my god. So like that could have been why no one was looking for her. They couldn't find anything about her because and they were probably the family was probably scared as fuck. They probably didn't want to say anything or even Oh yeah, probably not. Yeah, I mean that would have been horrifying. So in November of 2016, the uh Lars, my boy, the journalist working on this, he had Fairgate's body exhumed to obtain a complete DNA profile. There was no DNA to compare this to because like they didn't know the family, so they couldn't compare it to anyone that had come forward, you know, having a, a missing person because nobody did. So there was no, you know, no DNA to compare against to see what her identity might have been. Hmm. She remains unidentified, but the new information revealed that she was about 24 years old at the time of her death and was of European heritage. They they suspect based on her dialect that she could have been from Eastern Germany. Okay. So this part was so cool. So Lars consulted Professor Henrik Druid to try to determine a more precise estimate of the woman's age, just to hopefully gather some more specific information. So yeah. what this professor could do was look at C14 levels, which... C-14 is something that was released during nuclear testing during the Cold War from 1955 to 1963. So what they can do is that C, the C-14 gets, um, it can get like preserved in teeth enamel. Okay. So they can compare the levels in this woman's teeth enamel to like, okay, what years were these levels like what what years match that the that the uh levels of the C14 was the same as what's really? in her teeth enamel. Isn't that bonkers? That's crazy. It's so cool. So <clears throat> they were able to figure out that she was um that she was likely born around they, they give a range of like 1970 to 1972. So they kind of do like an average of like she was probably born in like 1971. Because okay. that's what the levels of that, whatever that C-14 is, that's that's the range of years that match what her teeth enamel showed. Right, okay. And that, is that the crazy that's shit? That's just, yeah, like, who would have thought to do that? I know, it, it was so, I thought that was so cool. So they, they guessed that she was about 24 at the time of her death. So Lars did a story for this huge um, newspaper in Berlin just to try to, like, get this information out, try to see if anybody came forward about her. He got some tips, but, like, nothing that really led anywhere. This part's really interesting. So in this interview with the uh, with Unsolved Mystery creator Terry Dunn Muir, she alludes to the Norway police being uncooperative when it comes to using DNA to find answers about this case. So she states that Lars could have likely gotten more information and explored DNA further because, like, it's so advanced. There's all this ancestry, 23andMe, all that shit. She says, but apparently this isn't allowed in Norway. What? Yeah. And there's also some speculation, like, the police don't want to look bad because they deemed this a suicide so long ago and they don't want to, like, look into it further. fuck that. Right? Yeah, just admit you were fucking wrong and do her right now. Like, right. But I do wonder, this is what I was thinking the whole time. Like, is this not a good thing to dig up, though, like in terms of people's safety? Because if she was like a secret agent, like, is this gonna put people in danger that are trying to crack it open? Well, yeah. And like, why? 
That's just fucking weird. Like, and, and if she was a secret agent, why wouldn't they have done more, whatever agency she was working for, to, unless it was the agency that set it up and killed, wow, I'm sorry, my brain's going all over there, the place. Right, like, there is a lot. Yeah. So it, it makes me think almost did this case where a man w- washed up on a like he was on a beach. Um, and I think they call him the Summerton man because that's the beach he washed up on. And it was in Australia and all the tags were cut out of his clothes. And he just had like a little suitcase that had very minimal things inside of it. Oh, interesting. Um, and he was in like a suit and they won't let anybody get his DNA and stuff. See, that's shady. So yeah, there are a couple, I found a couple other like similar stories to this. So according to a Marie Claire article, this case is very similar to two other cases in Norway. So in 1987, the Cambo man was found dead near train tracks in South Norway. Like this case, he did not have identification on him and the tags were cut out of his clothing. Another unsettling similarity is that DNA testing of the man also revealed a connection to Belgium. Hmm. Then about two decades before the incident in what well, in this case, a woman now infamously referred to as the Isdal, I-S-D-A-L woman, was found partially burned alive with poison in her stomach in a remote area of Norway called Ice Valley. She too came from or like around Belgium. Uh, disguises and encrypted messages were found among her belongings and the tags were also cut out of her clothing (sighs) a prevailing theory in this case is that she was also a spy i wonder like are the police somehow involved and they don't want this like is it kind of this weird government Uh, i don't know it's just so crazy and the episode kind of referenced like the tension at the time between Israel and Palestine and how Norway was sort of like I think Norway was doing like peacekeeping between the two so they wonder like if that could have had something to do with it right yeah so that's all I've got on that but I thought that it was really cool right that's so wild and I just don't and it's frustrating it's so frustrating because like they won't allow it to be solved there's a reason that they're keeping her DNA for sure yeah so wow and that wild that's yeah i'm blown away right now i'm gonna have to do the summerton man next week oh yes you should yeah that's wow they literally could just solve this like with her dna well that and that's what i was thinking i was like they do this shit all the time yeah just their pride of fucking it up getting in the way you could literally, like, I don't see why you can't take her DNA, submit it to, like, Ancestry.com, and then that tells you a whole slew of shit, and then when people are matching to it, like, that's but not happening. Not. So, um, I know the journalist, he says at the end, he's like, my my hope is that with this episode, like, peep, someone's got to recognize her. He's like, there is someone out there that will recognize this girl. Yeah, there absolutely has to be somebody. Yeah, but then it's like, but will they will they be able to speak up? Were they, like, paid off to not speak up? I don't know. It's wild. Yeah. I. Mm. Yep. That's just, yeah, that's super frustrating. Yeah. So, um, yeah, check out that episode. Um, sc- that ScreenRant.com had a lot of things that 
because obviously like the episode can't fit every little thing in there so there are a lot of just yeah. like weird some weird details about this and like it, it's a whole rabbit hole yeah oh my god that's nuts oh hello kitty oh do you hear him hi honey i know are you hungry i just heard him go meow he's like yeah that story man yeah it was nuts yes that was really good thank you i was excited yeah that's really good nice how did you like the tsunami episode i haven't finished it yet okay i was trying to do schoolwork while watching it and you can't really do that when they speak a different language and you need the subtitles exactly yes because there's a lot so. of um what is it Jap- is it japanese, japanese okay. yeah yeah so um very interesting though very sad it's so it's really sad the one guy talking about how he like his whole family and he found them all dead and i was just like oh my god oh, i can't i can't do this it's super super like sad. the way he talked about his daughter he was like i found her laying over the bamboo and she looked like she was sleeping and i was like no doesn't that just kind of make you want to die <laughs> and he found everyone else he found his his wife and he found his baby daughter in the mud <sighs> and i'm just like oh my god you poor soul and so many situations like that too mm-hmm. but yeah yeah so i'm finishing it i just haven't yet yeah let me know what you think yeah i will nice i had something i wanted to tell you and it's gone now no sorry my brain is like shit today i don't know what's going on you having some of that Um, brain fog uh, yeah i think that's exactly what it is (laughs) that is like the worst feeling like legitimately the worst feeling i have it a lot because of all of my shit but like today has been particularly annoying and bad yeah yeah do you want to talk about your amazing discovery on instagram my amazing discovery on instagram the t-shirts the t-shirts the The hilarious t-shirts oh oh i was thinking we talked about this but no that was just you and me talking about it that was literally last week we talked about that for like 20 minutes after the episode and just i was fucking cracked up I was thinking it was on the episode. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes, yeah, no, that is a perfect padded room. So um, if anyone needs a little lighthearted um, quality humor, let me tell you where to go. Go to Instagram. Um, F was it FB? Facebook shirts. Facebook dot com. Or just Facebook shirts yes. is all it's called. It is at Facebook shirts and they're incredible. They're so funny, and we're going to read you a couple samples. Yes, we sure will. Um, would you like to... Do you have one in mind? I mean, the ones that I have so far are hilarious, because they're just like... There's a picture of Yoda, and then it says Megadeth on top yes, of it for some I'm reason. I'm looking at that one right now. <laughs> um, I work for Panda Express, but don't mistake this fake smile and professional body language. I'd punch you in the throat if I knew I wouldn't lose my job. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh my god the one right below it is that what you're about to read um the do oh no mine is something different for some reason oh wait no below which one below the one the i just panda read express yeah uh why can't, i can't find the panda express one you do it what is it <laughs> i am a pee hole man i love pee drink pee and i fuck my wife i was born in september i protect my meat i eat guns and own my wife if you don't like it move and it has like these horrifying i found it, it has like these horrifying red white and blue like american flag skulls yeah like yeah. what the fuck um okay here is 
Um, that one's too hard to read. Oh, okay. Here's one. Never underestimate a woman who listens to Avenge Sevenfold and was born in October. Why? Never, under- never underestimate an old man with a four-inch dick and diabetes. Oh my god, this one. I don't need therapy. I just need to get fucked in public by 14 werewolves. <laughs> And I love, I love the captions that the, the the person does for these. Like this, the caption for that one was feeling this a lot lately. Oh my god! Um, oh. I was born in Massachusetts. I worship an ancient ocean god, and I love Duncan. <laughs> and then the the fucking the, the caption for that one is "fucking Poseidon guy." Oh my god. Okay, so then um when Rachel and I were looking at these gems last week, we were then creeping on someone that we both know and I about <laughs> pissed my pants because we were creeping on this person. You scroll down to like we're on the Facebook and you scroll down and he literally has pictures of shirts like this like one of them said oh my god i can't even remember what did the only uh something about like the only reason i'm a biker is because you couldn't handle me if i was a porn star or something <laughs> yes, like that yeah we were like no man like no no like it was so perfect because we were done with the shirts we were done with that conversation and then we were just talking shit and we creep on this person and it's like no it just tied back perfectly um yeah probably had to be there but it was fucking hilarious it was really i I also have a meme i'm gonna share that was also perfectly timed because it's about the mothman and the t-shirt oh my god yes that was the best (laughs) oh my god this one is so this one's so angry i'm a grumpy old man i was born in august i'm too old to fight too slow to run I'll just shoot you and be done with it. Oh my god. Oh my god, why are you so like I'm a I'm a dad that runs on Jesus cornhole. What? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think they know what that meant either. Oh, this one. I'm politically incorrect. I support Trump. I say Merry Christmas. God bless America. I salute our flag and give thanks to our troops. If this offends you, I don't care. And God, we trust. Oh my God. The tattoo. The tattoo. Someone got the shirt tattooed on their fucking arm. And they have a whole hashtag for these apparently where there's more of them. So I'm going to click that because uh, it is just chef's kiss just perfect uh this girl has fought a thousand battles and is still standing has cried a thousand tears and is still standing has been broken (laughs) betrayed abandoned rejected but she still walks proud laughs loud lives without fear loves without doubt this girl is beautiful this girl is humble this girl was born in june what the fuck what does that have to do with anything okay this one's a real gem so this is just a coffee mug with a pair of hairy testicles on it and it said <laughs> i i assume it's from uh it's for like um a stepfather and it's yeah, yeah. and i quote even though i'm not from your sack i know you've still got my back happy father's day 
Jesus Christ. <laughs> Ew, who would, who would give that to someone? <laughs> Ew, this one says, fill up my butt and call me cum dumpster. Okay, Mothman. Stop. <laughs> okay, this one is just like morbid as fuck. This, I'm not a widow. I'm a wife to a husband with wings. And it has I saw that. That's just... That's just... That's just... What the fuck? Oh, no. Alright, this one's this one's great, too. It's skeleton hands holding your boobs. And it says, uh, These titties are protected by a skinny white guy in his mid-30s who wears DC shoes, yells at me in public, and is addicted to Perks, who was born in February. <laughs> what? I feel like they just described half of the town that I live in. Ew. <laughs> Oh my god! This one says, "I'm a I'm a lineman. I wake up with a dick harder than your job." I almost read that one. What the <sighs> fuck? So anyway, yeah, please check out Facebook shirts because you will fucking cry. I am crying right now, laughing. Wait, so I need I need to read this last one. Yeah, go this go is for just it. Such a powerful statement. That's right, liptard. What the fuck does that mean? Oh my god, I saw. What that. does that mean? I'm so sorry. If that's offensive. I don't know what it is. I mean, it's, it's supposed to be libtard. It says liptard. Oh my god. Yeah, they're idiots and can't spell. But it's supposed to be lib, <laughs> like how they call liberals that. Oh, okay. You fuck. Because they're assholes. Yeah. That's right, <laughs> liptard. I'm a balding, horny racist that hates my stepdaughter has my wife fucks other men and i was born in june if you have a problem with gay porn addiction and chewing guns you probably listen to the gorillas and enjoy your life what what the what i feel like the end had a stroke i feel like the end was having a stroke Uh, oh okay that's enough um yeah that's that's enough for that for the the day oh god i almost wish i hadn't read that one that was just too much um yeah so definitely check those out they're amazing we should just make we should make shirts like inspired by that oh my god it'd be so funny it would be i just i can't even i can't even imagine what they'd say mine would be like about me being stuffing and i'd be like you might like me dry, you might like me wet, but I'm stuffing. <laughs> <laughs> you watch Facebook is gonna show you an ad for a shirt that says that and now. I was born in December. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, those I are can't, I can't even amaze balls. Yeah, they were really good. But uh that was also my padded room because I don't uh that was like a joint padded room yeah yes yeah because yeah, i don't have anything else i mean that really spoke for itself i don't think there's anything more to be said yeah yeah nope that was good um anything else you'd like to chat about <sighs> nope i think i'm good okay all right well thanks for tuning in and laughing with us um, make sure to check us out on Facebook at Chardonnay and Sign DNA. I wasn't feeling uh, froggy. I didn't think I could say ampersand, um, right? Passant. I just did. You did it. Um, I did. Just you did. Just it. not where I needed to say it. Um, Instagram at Chardonnay and DNA. The Twitter we never use at Chardonnay DNA. 
Facebook. I already said, sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was trying to say our website and Facebook came out of my mouth. You tried. So it's okay. I tried. That's what matters. Our website is uh, chardonnayanddna.com. And check out the Patreon. Oh, yeah, the Patreon. Hey, Nikki, thanks for being awesome. And we love you. Oh, I love Nikki. She gets a shout out. She's our first Patreon customer. Nice. Thank you. And thank you, Nikki. We really appreciate you supporting the show. Um, it makes things a lot easier. We have some new equipment that we need to buy to keep this going. Um, and every penny helps. So thank you very much, Nikki. We appreciate you. And go check out the Patreon, everyone. Help us out so that we can, you know, make our quality a bit better for you and get this new equipment that we need. So Okay, that's it. All right, bye, eat glass. Lick rust. Ah. <laughs>